a noble gas, if you will. <laughs> We're talking about the the gas in, in between the glass on our on our French door chair. Oh, it's fucking laugh a minute today. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get into teaching? How did I get into teaching? Okay, so what were we doing before teaching? Uh, interior design. Right. Yeah. So I, um, it's hilarious. So I went to, I went to her to school, and I really liked art, and I really liked drama, and I liked all those kind of things, and I did my art, and I did higher art, and I got really into doing like um, costume design and stuff, and making garments and things, and then one of the teachers had done a fashion design degree a couple of years before. She was quite a young teacher, and. Uh, yeah, I thought she was cool. So I just kind of bonded with her. And then when I did my advanced hire, I did it all in design and it was all costume design. And um, yeah, I smashed it. I created loads, like, you were meant to create like two or three garments and I created like four full outfits with hats and everything. It, it was obscene. Um, and then I, so I always wanted to go and do, um, the, I wanted to basically do the same degree that that teacher had done and then do my high school teaching degree. So I went away and I did fashion design for four years. And then when I came back, I was working um, at everyone's favourite Swedish retailer and um, <laughs> w- was doing kind of kitchen design. So people mm-hmm. would come in and you'd like plan their kitchen and design that for them. And um, then I kind of got into designing a couple of the rooms that were getting put in within the store. And then I started working as the store's external interior designer. So like basically rich people would phone up and be like, we need someone to come out and have a look at this house. And I did that a couple of times. They were kind of trialing it. And then another girl joined me. And then the two of us did it for a wee while. And then I got fed up and just went, do you know what? Stuff this. Was that here in Edinburgh? That was in Edinburgh. Mm, And then I was like, oh, do you know what? Stuff this. And I got a job as a hotel entertainer. Um, and a hotel entertainer. Yep, I worked. So then I moved <gasps> um, with jo- with Thomas Cook. Mm-hmm. I was going to say with John Lewis. They don't do hotels. Be lovely. <laughs> they, they should. Did. There's yes. an idea for you. <laughs> um, so with Thomas Cook, went away to set me out to Gran Canaria, and then I worked there for best part of seven eight months. Full of, like a full summer season. Which part? Uh, right in the. The heart of Mass Palomas. Okay, near the um, Yumbo Centre. Right near the Yumbo Centre, like five minutes walk to the Yumbo Centre. And it's hilarious because whenever I tell people that like, I basically did a season in Grand Canaria, they're always like, oh, I, <laughs> Which hotel Go-go dancing on a bar where I was like, no, actually, I was playing French bulls and doing my one-man show. Oh, so, um, Yeah, so it was great. Did that for about eight months and then came home for a couple of weeks and then went to Lanzarote and did a winter season so did a kind of whole Christmas and New Year's and everything in Lanzarote Was that fun? Um, It was hard that was hard work Gran Canaria on reflection I really wish I'd relaxed and just enjoyed it a bit more than I actually did mm. Um, I'm quite competitive and I'm a bit of a, a perfectionist when I, when I specifically don't do things perfectly i'd give myself a really hard time about it and get very worked up oh you shouldn't and because no one gives a shit mark it's well on reflection <laughs> hindsight and uh i really wish that i'd actually just taken the time to just 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 Absolutely. chill the fuck out. i love Grand just Canaria. we love Grand Canaria. Out yeah. and enjoy myself and have a good time rather than getting really really stressed out um mm. all the time 
So, like, yeah, up to Heidel most of the time. And then Lanzarote over the winter was much harder because the guests weren't as interactive. They were kind of in the hotel, but then going out on day trips, it was quite cool. So mm. it wasn't really sunbathing weather. So as far as doing activities around the poolside during the day and getting to know people, yeah, you really didn't have that opportunity because people were, weren't lying by the pools. It wasn't yeah. that hot. The pool itself was freezing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so then when it would come to night time and you were trying to do um, shows and stuff, you didn't really have the rapport as much as you did during the summer because yeah, you, hadn't, you hadn't spent a whole day with these people because they weren't that arse about staying in the hotel. Yeah. So it was just a hard slog. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of that, the people that you did see were retired elderly people that would come for six weeks. Wow. And stay in the hotel for six weeks and... We're like, oh, the show is good this week. It was better than it was last week, but it wasn't as good as it was the first time we saw it four weeks ago because you were doing things in like a two-week rotation. So they were seeing everything like three or four times. Um, (sighs) Biggest fans. Just biggest fans. Um, I remember once, it was hilarious, we did, um, during the summer, we we were a show team. We were an entertainment show team. So um, there was four of us. There were three girls and me. um, There was the head rep. There was the lead female vocalist. There was a lead male vocalist, who was myself. And then there was um, another entertainer. And we did all the shows. And we did like, it was a proper two-week rotation. We did like six or six full-blown shows. And it was very serious. And we really gave it our all. And it was it was good. The shows were good. <laughs> um, in winter, the show team was three of us. There was a girl and two boys. And... One of the shows in particular was a whole 70s disco show, which was quite female vocal heavy. Mm. Whereas in the summer, we'd been able to split that because the head rep was a girl, the other rep was a girl. So it's, the songs were kind of shared out a bit more. And I remember getting a couple of weeks into the sum, uh, to the winter season and Steph being like, this song is too vocally hard. Like I'm, mm. I, I'm going from song to song. I'm doing like eight songs in a row yeah. and dancing. Like by the time I get to my fourth song, I need... A song to breathe. Yeah. So um, me and Johnny, who happened to be her boyfriend, this like hairy kind of like northern English guy who was just hilarious, really into his football, and uh, Steph, who was like this beautiful, long-legged, proper dancer, drama style, like beautiful, um, and then me, big gangly, um, <laughs> like daddy long legs of a man, and uh, we we're like, right, what song do you want us to take? And she's like, well, this one, if you take this one, it'll give me a break. And it was um, Enough is Enough by Donna <laughs> Summer and Barbara Streisand. Oh, amazing. So me and Johnny were like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. So we both did it. Full drag. Hilarious. <laughs> Johnny would go out with his like high tops on, like his trainers on. And I'd found these two dresses that were in the costume cupboard that were like black, sequined, mid-thigh, kind of like a like chevroned in sequins like fringy so that uh, the hemline was kind of zigzagged yeah. the whole thing was very sort of glittery and Johnny would go out with that and this like afro wig basically and he's and he's trainers giving it it's raining it's pouring well he was northern English wasn't he Scottish my love life is boring and then by which point I'd also found a pair of heels that just happened to be a size 11 so I would throw one leg out of the back curtain in this heel 
And then right as it came into like, no sunshine, like I just stepped to the back curtain. I had this blue like beehive with all these curls. And so Johnny would get the initial like, oh, this is a Mickey take. And then all of a sudden I would just go, it was just (laughs) hilarious. But so I remember, it's supposed to be getting a breather through that. Oh, 100%. And then, it's, and then Steph's yeah, back, backstage having a rest. And uh, the amount of, <laughs> after this show, these old ladies would be like, oh, I wish I had legs like yours. <laughs> and looking back at the photos, like, nothing does your legs justice. Like a pair of heels, by the way. Yes, and then their husbands calves. would be sitting beside them being like, I know, I wish I had a set of legs like yours oh. as well. <laughs> The whole Lanz- thing was hilarious. That was Lanzarote. That was Lanzarote. All right. Yeah, tighten this up. Sorry, uh, audience at home. He's uh, just tightening up his mic stand. It slowly so, kind of just it so was descending it, on me. It was drooping, so it is. It needs a little bit of Viagra. <laughs> Wait, I'll do mine as well. While we're getting that, we're probably getting all sorts of noises because it does it does read. Oh, does it? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was Lanzarote. So um, yeah, did that for a year. Came back home, worked as a designer again, doing kitchens and things, and then went away and did my postgrad degree, and then I've been teaching ever since. Postgrad in teaching. Yeah. So you, but that was always the plan. So the plan was to do high school, but then by the time I'd worked the summer in Gran Canaria, I realised that like 13, 14 year old kids, awful, yeah. horrendous, but so has, irritating. Someone has to teach them. Whereas. And and even older, disinterested. Whereas the younger ones get into a kids' disco at night. They're engaged. Oh, brilliant yeah. fun! Loved that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember once we played. We we'd play like we do like one of these like silly like Superman type dances. Then do a game, dance game, dance. And uh, I remember we were playing hide and seek once. And there was always um, out of the team, there was always somebody on the sound desk, somebody leading the disco. And then the other two of us on the entertainment team were just there to cause havoc. Yeah. And uh, we were playing hide and seek was the game. So all the kids got to hide in the auditorium, like where the stage was. And uh, me and the other entertainer hid as well. And I just sat down in the audience, borrowed somebody's cap and put someone's shirt that they they had like a t-shirt shirt type thing, put his shirt over my t-shirt. And I just sat there and watched this entertainer she was a bit dozy anyway but she was hilarious just go up and down looking for me and i was just sitting in the audience of this cab and uh, the the parents were just wetting themselves like and th- it was like that thing the tension slowly was like yeah. getting more and more and people were just giggling and laughing when she just couldn't click on where i was it are you was still in contact hilarious. with these people um on like on social media and things, yeah, so yeah. we'll exchange a like or a quick message, but it's not a it's not a daily occurrence. It is a tough like gig, like um, cause some of our friends have you know done the uh, cruise ship, you know, world. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's great money as we, you know, um, especially if you're a singer, it's really good money. But you know, it's it's uh, it is it's work. It's still work. You yeah. know, you're in you know you're in a beautiful ship, and you get you get these intense friendships for the for the period you're on the job this is obviously going by what people have told me i've never done it um but it is still difficult you know yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i think even uh yeah i think especially when you're living people 24 7 and there are these kind of intense relationships when something maybe goes wrong or upsets you mm. it can be quite difficult to mm. Yeah, it can be difficult to deal with that in a, in a positive way. Yeah. 
because emotions just run high. Of course. When did you graduate uh, for your postgrad? Oh, my postgrad. I graduated 20... I want to say 2017, 2018, maybe. All right, cool. No, um, 2016. Mm. I'm trying to think. Uh, probably about And you've been teaching since? And I've been yeah. teaching since. Yeah, yeah, I'm going into my fifth year this year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it must be about 2016. I yeah, good on you. I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't do that. I couldn't teach. Oh, I love teaching. Yeah, no. I this last know. year has been mental, and it's made me hate it. Well, of doing it online. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <throat> but yeah, the teaching is brilliant. The kids are great. The biggest challenges are always the parents and people's um, mm. people's personal opinion on what you should be doing, and you're like, you're not the professional in this environment. So. Yes, because you've got how many kids in a class? Can be up to thirty three, you know, and you got thirty three sets of parents to to kind of, yeah, you know, that's why, <laughs> that's why you have a structure in the term, you know, because you know you can't bend to to all thirty three parents. One hundred percent. And then sometimes like you, you have these conversations that are just utterly ludicrous, and um, like literally, when, what my manager said it was literally you can't argue with stupid. No, literally, you, there's nothing you can say sometimes because you're like what you're saying is utterly ridiculous and I can't even like logically reason with you right now mm. because it is utterly like it's so it's undoable it's what you're un asking yeah, for yeah and it's so beyond the realms of what anyone in their right mind would be saying mm -hmm. that we can't even have a discussion about it because you're being ridiculous so what what what's the pos what are some of the positives of 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 of, of teaching for um, you uh, I so I personally, um, I'm really good at building really strong relationships with my kids. Oh, good. Um, yeah, specifically, maybe like uh, boys that are having a tough time. Okay, yeah. Um, so seeing the change in their behaviour is always really good. Become more comfortable. One hundred percent. Just mm -hmm. just becoming engaged. Just yeah. actually, like this year literally having bo having boys specifically that couldn't spend all day in a classroom without having a having you know a really tough time mm. um in, in the biz we call it going into crisis yeah. but having these kind of huge emotional reactions these you know flipping tables storming out you know r running out the room these big kind of flare-ups of behaviors yeah. um just getting them in and actually them working for a whole day is a huge achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's always that's always nice to see. But I love um, I love like good like uh, learning activities. Like I love like camp and I love um, a good school trip and I love like sports day and I love yeah. like creating like events. I love when we do like a focused week. Like we did like a Scots week and everyone had to learn a Scottish poem and there was like a piper came in and then like. Kaylee dancers came in, Scottish country dancers, oh. sorry, and then um, a lady came in with a harp and did some Scottish folk music, and then we did some like storybooks that had been rewritten in Scots. Lovely, just really good. I I think that's one that's one of the like I I want to resign constantly, um, <laughs> but uh, and and I and I have um, I th I've I've left my current place. Twice, and they've, they've, they've taken me back in, which is very sweet of them. And the barbershop I was at before this, I, I left twice as well. Um, 
but it is the relationships that kind of pull me back in. It's 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 the relationships with the clients. Um, I have a terrible memory, but um, no, I, I, no, no, I don't have a terrible memory. I, I have a, um, a very odd memory. Like, because what can happen? Like, I'll like just the other day, a guy walked in and I was like, "Hey, hey, how are you?" I didn't actually see when I cut him before, but um, I said, uh, "How's the orchestra?" Like, he said, "Yeah, good." He was almost freaked out. But I didn't realize I actually I cut him two years ago, but I just remembered him like yeah. because we had such a big conversation about you know working in an orchestra and how difficult it is and funding and all that. Um, but uh, and it's it probably like more that. awkward that he's like I'm not been for two years. <laughs> and he know, yeah, and he knows. Well, yeah, because he, he actually lives down south. And just the other day, I had a chap who's been a regular for years, and he um, had really bad psoriasis and. Um, as a result, we couldn't really go shorter than a grade like three. Um, but in the last few, well, it must be over a year now because of the pandemic, um, he's been on some medication because they discovered, unfortunately, he had some arthritis. Um, but the, the the medication they put him on, one of the, the effects of it is it clears your psoriasis up. So his scalp was perfect beautiful so we did a fade which which was our first fade we've ever been able to do because his scalp was so healthy and it was actually it was really nice for him to like watch him like touch his hair and look at it from every angle and seeing that the fade and and it's like moments like that that i'm just like okay this is um this this is what makes it worth it um i don't get to laugh much with my clients because i'm 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 getting better at it because because i'm i'm kind of um, sticking to more of a cutting pattern for both scissor work and clipper work whereas before I'd like I'd see a, a Vidal Sassoon haircut and I'd like try to do that for a few weeks and then it would like completely slow me down or I'd see a Tony and Guy or see you know Ollie Foster or you know some other you know brilliant barber do something online and then I'll try to do it in, in you know in work time on a client fresh and obviously you're gonna run behind and that's what but I, I was always doing that so I need I've, I've just I've kind of figured out the, the cuts that actually work for me and that keeps me on time and as a result I've relaxed so lately I've been actually laughing a bit more uh, which sounds weird but I have been even Johnny at work saying you, you seem like really relaxed lately I'm like I don't know why and I think now that I say it out loud, it is because I'm just I'm not overthinking my haircuts as much as I used to. But um, and also the team that we have at the moment is really good at Ruffians. Um, there are uh, yeah, it was only six of us, and yeah, and it, it kind of just works because in the past I have managed the shop, shop twice, and I don't know maybe I just attract drama, but whenever I've managed Ruffians, like. Uh, I don't know if I should keep saying its name, but anyway, it's a great shop. But uh, you can beep it. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes no, I just I, I seem to hire people that <clears throat> excuse me, like create dramas, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, since I haven't hired any of the team that's there now, you know, they're all great. They're very mellow. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really good to work with, you know. Um, and also, I have started doing more of my like tomorrow i'm going in um i've already cut one guy's hair i'm cutting another guy's hair and i'm going to shoot them both and entering them in um two competitions actually um two photo competitions so you know just starting to use my photography 
within my barbering, which was always the intention, but I kind of forgot that. When I studied photography, I did it so I could do all this, but then I just got really into portraiture and shooting actors and headshots and um, the kind of Vanity Fair cover um, inspired uh, composite thing, which I still love to do, but I can do all that with, you know, with barbering and having yeah. a focus on hair, you know? And so that's kind of, so that's kind of relaxed me a bit more because I think, you know, I went through a big phase of, um, for years, just kind of thinking that I was missing the point. But actually, it was always, it was always in me. Not to sound too much like a Marvel film. But it was, like, the fact that I, I was really interested in photography. And I love looking at men. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I love touching men's scalps. I love doing their hair. And it, you can make it work. You can, you know, you can make a business out of it or... or not even make a business out of it. You can just enjoy like um, the, 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 the fringes of the barbering world, which is things like competitions and stuff or education, which I enjoy doing without having to, um, you know, not get paid, you know, because it is, that's another thing. It is, it can be a low income world. I think so can teaching sometimes, can't it? Yes. Teaching. I think, um, yeah, teaching definitely can be, and it's something that I'm quite aware of. Yes. Um, I think if you want to make semi-decent money, then you need to move up into management. And then it's like the, the more money you want to make, the less interaction you end up having with kids. Yeah. So it's really, it's just difficult. Um, That's the same with barbering. Like if I want to make, yes, I know I can make great money if, you know, I opened a shop or a couple of shops. But, you know, then that's obviously, then there's there's lots of paperwork, admin, there's worry about if it rains, there's, uh, is there flooding, like, you know, electric, insurances, lawyers, staff, management, oh my God, I'm just getting stressed thinking about it. Um, and yeah, like, and then trying to run a column of your own clients at the same time and do, you know, Photoshop, uh, photo shoots and stuff like that. So it's, for me personally, how the setup is, is at the moment is you know, it kind of works. There needs to be an, there needs to be enough positives in the trade off column yes. to make it worth it. Um, yeah, there needs to be a good balance. The other day we typed into uh, what is the Scottish? Um, do you have your phone there? Yeah. Type in <clears throat> Scottish average salary, and um, just uh, read out what comes up because it's. Because I thought, you know, it was, it's going to be probably about eighteen to 21000 a year. Yeah, I just said something like that. Yeah. What's the first one? I'm not on your Wi-Fi, so it's very slow. Oh, and it's... <laughs> Does it say 99000 Yeah. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> That's what I read. It's 99000 And I think... I, I think that's I, it says that's the average. Maybe that's because there's lots of very wealthy people in Scotland, but not enough to bring the average up to almost a hundred thousand pound a year. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> so yeah, I think there is a percentage of people that do earn twenty five thousand a year, and that's known as the lower end. But barbering is even below that, you know. So. Yeah, a person working in Scotland typically earns around ninety nine thousand six hundred GBP per year. <laughs> Who wrote this? They're not barbers or teachers. No. But um, I I think it's also like we can't I know you need barber shops that do charge ten pounds and fifteen pounds a haircut. Um, however, 
as a result, you have to cut loads to earn, you know, decent money. And, you know, if we all, you know, not that I'm saying that all haircuts should be 40 pounds, but if, you know, you know, it's, sorry, you're still in shock over that audience. I'm just, yeah, so <laughs> it's just gone quiet. It's, got, it's literally got this. It's got 100%, almost everyone in Scotland earns 445,000 GBP or less, right? So that's the top. Okay. Then the next bracket is 75%. So 75% of the population of Scotland earns £266,000 or less. So okay. The wording's really poor. I would say less than £266,000 a year. Are you earning less than that? <laughs> <laughs> then it's got 50% of Scotland are earning less than £97,600 a year. Okay. And then 25% of Scotland are earning less than £55,300 a year. How many? Only 25%. So even in a small... I thought we were like the country on benefits. Like <laughs> Yeah, same. I think there is... There must be a lot of very wealthy people here, though, to bring that average. So how, how, So what does it say for like people earning 25 and less? Are we like in a 5% bracket? Are we, are we wrong here? Like, are we just hanging out with people that are just... <laughs> but it's got salaries in Scotland range from 25,000, which is the minimum salary. Which is poor. The minimum salary. <laughs> It can't be. That's not. That's a lie. Yeah, I thought the minimum was like 18 and a half. What is this? What is this website? (laughs) Earnings in Scotland. So anyway. (laughs) So we need to up our game. But I don't know. I was cutting a school teacher the other day. He was very nice, actually. And I think he's primary school as well. Uh, But on the weekend, he works at Morrison's. And I think he does that for social reasons so because he says they're quite a hoot that uh, morrison's i don't know there are other supermarkets available everyone but yeah maybe it's a pay thing as well i don't know i mean i don't think the pay's that bad mm. I so to work I, at morrison's probably, <laughs> just, John just Lewis. To, to need a second job like mm. I, I i get very aware of it when it comes to things like socializing stuff with my friends because i'm very mm. aware that actually a lot of them Should are... Should we split the bill? Hang on a second. All you guys have got... Well, not even that. It's like, I'm very aware that a lot of them actually um, are married and or living with their partners. Um, so, although our incomes individually are probably all quite similar... Yeah, there is a safety net. They've got yeah. they've got twice as much going into one household. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I'm a single income family with a young child to provide for. <laughs> with a doggy. With a dog to provide for. So, there, there's always just that. I think that does sit in my head sometimes. Where I, 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 It's a bit of a sensitive topic for me, where I just want to make sure that... But I don't think you should be sensitive, because, no. I mean, there are many people in your boat, and um, a lot more people are... You know, but either the choosing to stay single or, or just are single. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, I mean, does it mean that that we should ask single people to to earn more to to then? No, no, no. That's ridiculous. Should we? Should there be a single <laughs> occupant's tax on houses? We get a little bit extra credit. Well, that's basically the opposite of the council tax. Hey, we get a reduction because I live on my own. Ah, yes, of course. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's all. Anyway. There is there is benefits to being married though, isn't there? Tax benefits, isn't there? I don't know. Is I don't there? know. God, I don't know. Arthur probably knows. I don't know. <laughs> God. But we need by by next podcast, we need to earn at least ninety nine a thousand a year. You know, just to be in that top bracket. 
No, that's an average. That's You're going to have to start that OnlyFans you were yeah. talking about. <laughs> oh, God. What would I have to do on my OnlyFans to get 99000 a year? I'd have get to do on, some pretty painful things. Get on the laundry, you scrubber. <laughs> <laughs> or do something really obscure. Like, isn't, isn't that lady who... She, all she does is eat cucumber and she... she yeah. Like it's ASMR. Yeah, she's crunching cucumber into a microphone. Got the microphone. Exactly. We could do ASMR. I could do ASMR Lego. (laughs) Oh my god! Imagine. Actually, there is a there is a Lego um, official Lego uh, on on Spotify, which you don't have uh, playlist, and all it is is the sounds of people playing with Lego bricks. It's very odd. That is odd. (laughs) Like why would you? Why don't you you just do it yourself? Anyway, that's all. That's our chat on money. (laughs) <laughs> no right, <laughs> but I, I, I think, like for me, I, 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 yeah, I just I'm really bad at saying yes to charities and stuff like that. So I'll think, like for instance, right now in my main account, I don't mind saying this, I have like thirty seven pounds, yay, but I do have a savings account, right, like in brackets. I went, you know, that's fine. So if I do get desperate, it is there, but. I try not to touch. I try to touch that as little as possible, but like, but one day I'll have like 160 pounds in my account. I'm like, yeah, cool, chill. And then like the next day I'll check again. It's like 37, which I was like, what happened? I realized it's like, you know, the Red Cross and you know, Children First and all these charities that I've been, you know, working with, like giving money to for years, and I won't stop, you know, giving money to. But they all seem to come out at the same time, and also yeah. more so, more, more, more. Selfish at the moment, my PT and stuff came out as well. But yeah, it all seems to come out at the same time. It's always a bit stressful when the money when the money leaves. There's so much month left at the end of my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for that one night, you feel feel good. Yeah, did you save money through lockdown? No. No. No, I spent money. Definitely <laughs> spent money. Takeaways. Takeaways were my, were my vice. That's why I'm now having to now pay for a PT. <laughs> <laughs> it cost you in more ways than one. It cost me, and it's still costing me to now get rid of it. No, you look great. Good. How how old is your PT? Uh, younger than me. Is it 20? I want to say like 22, 20, maybe 24. 22, maybe 24, like, oh. actually. Oh. Um, if it was 22, you could sing that Taylor Swift song to him. I know. Which I was listening to as I pulled into your house today. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Bit of Taylor. I love it. I think that she's maybe actually my female icon. She's maybe my... Oh. As a person, she seems like a Fruit Loop musical wise no i love her as i think oh, she's great you? i think she comes across yeah she's oh. she comes across as quirky and energetic on but she i don't know if i i feel that she comes across as someone who knows her mind and stuff you know which is quite good i was funny i was walking home earlier down broughton street at the bottom of broughton street and a big parcel force van um you know zoomed past me to go around the roundabout but i didn't see it I heard it first because he was blaring out Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker. And I was just like, yes! <laughs> I was hoping he was going to come back so I can dance. And run and run. Like, but I think maybe it was just on the radio. But I love the fact that he had it on so loud. It was yeah. like an ice cream van playing Mariah Carey. You know? If you're going to get hit by anything on the road. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker. Death by parcel force as you wander into the middle of the room. Around he was the bike. playing Mariah. You're just standing in the middle of the room, but just spinning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it's lovely to talk to you, Mark. Thanks very much. Thanks. You say this every time. It's so cute. <laughs> Love it. It's Earn more. terrible talking to you. <laughs> <laughs>